What's up? Powerful Nonsenses. Hello. We are actually back. Are we really, though? Well, are we actually? Are we? I'm not too sure. Is it for realsies? Is this starting something off? I don't know. Are we just excited around Christmas time? I think it's a bit of both. We're going to dust off the uh, Powerful Nonsense. Kind of. That's me dusting it. Cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. Like, all the rust is going. Um, we hope. Uh, it's been, God, probably at least nine months since we last recorded an episode. The last episode we recorded actually never went out. They stayed in the vault. I was scared. Do you know why? Because they, they felt so final. I was like, oh shit. Really? Is that I what was, it like, was? winding things down. And then I just was like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. I just kept putting off. Something was saying, don't put those out. Mm. So for those that are wondering, we um, recorded an episode, I think probably in February time. Yeah. Um basically saying like ta for now like we're out of here for a bit maybe forever we don't really know instead we did it the millennial way and just ghosted everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what we did and everybody's going so what's happened to the podcast like well we don't really know um so we actually recorded a whole kind of farewell for now episode which never got released um because I think it means that we can do things like this. Even though we said in the episode we were probably going to do things like this anyway. But, uh, yeah, you never told me that you were... That's why it never went out. It was kind of there. I think because I just assumed you were being a lazy git. It was a bit of that. <laughs> but then I also thought, I felt like if I put this out, it could be like the cap and it would be done. So I was just like, it felt... Mm. Too, like, and we don't want to end up being like those wrestlers that are like, I'm retired now. Exactly. And then five years later, come and do like one more match. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, I'm retired now. And then come back again and do another like, yeah. That was exactly why. Because yeah. I didn't want to be like a wrestler. That's exactly why. <laughs> that is exactly why. Didn't want to be like Sting. No. He's a good wrestler though. Well, he was. He was. <laughs> well, he, he is. Well, he can't wrestle. Anyway. <laughs> that's beside the point. So it is the um, 18th of December. Which to me is Star Wars Day for this year, because I'm going to go see Star Wars tonight. But the point is, is it's coming up to the end of the year. So we felt that it was appropriate, given that a lot has happened this year. I think we've seen each other probably like five, six times this year. Yeah, which is a good job that we weren't really recording the podcast on the regs, <laughs> because um, there wouldn't be any of them anyway. Um, but we felt that it was appropriate as a kind of powerful nonsense tradition to do at least an end of year review this year. Um, so basically this episode is going to be about 32 hours long to make up for all the episodes you didn't get basically yeah that's that's basically what's going to happen <laughs> um, so I feel like this is going to be a very loosey goosey episode so apologies in advance and we, as I say we are quite rusty at this thing but um, let's just jump right in Gem 2019 I nearly said 2018 then that's <laughs> that that just kind of puts it that perspective what up. my year has been like that sums it up. <laughs> 20, uh, 2019 ah 2019 <laughs> how's it been it's been pretty good to be honest it hasn't been bad like at all I think I went to Japan at the beginning of the year that was amazing um got engaged this year Woo-hoo! another milestone hashtag adulting didn't open anymore what the pit of shops but did open a vegan pizza shop. I was going to say, that's pizza. a semi-lie. That's a semi-lie. <laughs> yeah, but I did open a vegan pizza shop, which opened like last week. Yeah, you didn't open a What the Pitta branded shop. No, you opened... we opened another shop, which was a lot of stress and is still a little bit of stress, but it's all going well. But um, overall, to be honest, it's been a good year. As I said to you, like I feel like if I go back and listen to some of the podcasts where I actually had like daily habits and I meditated and I went to the gym on a consistent basis and all those things, I literally, I, I can't, I don't even know how many times I cooked at home this year. 
literally like, all my meals were like on the go grabbing mm-hmm. from like Pret or wherever yeah so i feel you that's been a bit of a mad one so yeah this this year a lot of things improved business wise like as i say myself i'm happy i'm still healthy which is always to be proud about mm-hmm. <laughs> um other than that yeah it's been a good year really it's just been a bit stressful and i think like I said, for, well, hopefully for next year, I'm going to feel like I have a little bit more c- control of what's going on with my time. I've been like buying all the books of like how to <laughs> organize yourself, how to like, I was listening to a podcast on focus. I was like, I'd love a bit of that. <laughs> There's actually a podcast. I'm going to cross promote some a podcast for someone that I listen to called Focused, mm. which I would recommend that you listen to. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go back to listen to um, the audio book, you know, The One Thing, is it mm-hmm. something, that one yeah, as yeah. well? Because I feel like I feel like I wake up and then my, I'm just dragged by my day and I'm just like, yeah. the day just goes and I'm like, how is it already? And then especially in the winter when it gets mm-hmm. dark and you're like, okay, I've just woke up and then I've just done a load of crazy stuff that I didn't plan to do. It's just shit hitting the fan and now it's dark and now I want to just be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, I kind of feel pretty much the same thing i think it's very interesting um that now now we are where we are in the seasons of life we're no longer in our 20s both of us are now officially in officially our 30s. in the 30s and um we've talked between ourselves just what a big shift that is and i don't know if i don't know where it comes from i don't know if it's just because life conveniently kind of takes you down that road after that amount of time in adult life it's because you've got to wash your own clothes and stuff like that <sighs> man i mean you know what the time fuck? is spent on that yeah i mean fuck listening to podcasts about being focused and reading books we're gonna about start it. a new podcast it's gonna be like maintaining your house <laughs> <laughs> washing yourself <laughs> <laughs> how to do those things that you're just, always told just general maintenance of <laughs> your of your own self <laughs> Just the maintenance podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when hairs start growing out of random places, how Mate, to remove don't, them. Don't, don't. Don't get you started with your back hair. Started. No, it's not back hair. Where is I'm it? I'm getting fucking ear hair, man. <laughs> I'm getting ear Mate, hair. you're too early for that. I know, is, is right? That, that's not right. I know. It's scary. I'm getting ear <laughs> hair. I'm sure it's not moss. And I swear my nostril hairs are longer than they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I wanted from our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> bit too honest like you got a few extra walks and like just <laughs> picking mushrooms from your ears and <laughs> um but yeah i i find it i find it interesting how that kind of 30s threshold kind of absorbs every aspect of your life and i think i was obviously in the build-up to this episode thinking a lot about um how things have are very very different from when you're a fresh graduate to kind of eight years, eight and a half years into graduate life, I suppose. Um, And how, I mean, just for context, I'm going to talk over my year. (laughs) Give it a a summary. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people that don't know what has gone on this year because the last time we recorded a podcast, um, I was secretly preparing to be a dad. Whereas now I am a dad. It happened. Um, last time we record a, recorded a podcast, it wasn't yet public knowledge. Although I think it was quite heavily hinted at. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was heavily hinted at in the episode that never went out. Oh, yeah. Um, because we were kind of explaining the reasons why um, the podcast was going on a semi-permanent hiatus. Um, See, it wasn't my fault. Wayne's well, been. it was a combination. Wasn't it was. It, right? No, it was. But um, because obviously all the stuff that you're talking about, about <clears throat> not having the 
time to do a lot of things. The fact that we haven't seen each other all that much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, my if you if, to, if I was to put into context what's happened, <laughs> um, and I won't go into all of it because a lot of it's quite private. But um, I in a short, very short space of time, I went from being um, very much a single man <laughs> to being a dad. Literally in a very short speed, space yeah. of time. I like, I went into. It's like it's like life when your thirtieth birthday is coming up, dude. Like, do you want to just go into the? Yeah, phase? shall we, we just? Should we just do this? Shall yeah. we just speed through everything <laughs> and get you to kind of that adult life that you always thought that you needed to get Instant, to by the time you're thirty? It was like the stars in your eyes. You walked into the smoke, came back out. You got ear hair and <laughs> Tonight, a child. <laughs> ear hair and a child. <laughs> Yeah, like, tonight, Matthew, you're going to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> and my God, I mean, you daddy, got, you daddied up. Am I what? You daddied up. I daddied up, yeah. And I've got so many more grey hairs now than this time last year. Like I'm going grey very fast, and it's starting to scare me. I'm piling on the pounds as well. I'm turning into a middle-aged man, and I'm 30, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. But I am just finding now that the amount of time that I have available to me is very, very limited as well. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a matching thing for, for us is that we both now kind of feel, I think, from what you've said, that we need to kind of grasp control back mm-hmm. um, of of life before everything compounds so much that we get to our 40s and suddenly go holy shit what happened in the last 10 years yeah i was actually speaking to my girlfriend about this and we was like you know like when your parents used to say to you like day goes so much faster when you're older and i was like the other day i was like you know it actually does like and i was like there's got to be some sort of like reason behind it i was trying to like rationalize and then i thought like i feel like the days where you're dragged through the day where you have no control they feel much shorter mm-hmm. because there's loads of stuff going on it's not really like yeah. memorable it's just in the dirt just getting stuff done and then bam that day it's dark you go to bed and it's over yeah and i was like the only bits like again it's like you're as you get older your year in snapshots is like the little highlights of the year and you look back and go oh yeah i went away on holiday got engaged whatever they're the snapshots of the year but the stuff in between you forget yeah because your brain ultimately has remembered everything it's done all the memorizing of oh mm. that's a door that's a wall that's this place that's that place in london you walk past there a hundred times yeah and so slowly it just doesn't pick you go up onto autopilot yeah it doesn't more. pick up all the details and i think because it's not picking up the details slowly by slowly those days just feel like little sudden mm-hmm. blips of something that happened that day but then it just just as quickly goes away yeah i mean i've i've said um quite a lot this year that i think 2019 is going to be a year that i'm going to forget but never forget. Mm. Um, obviously, never forget because I now have a daughter. But beyond that, um, I think it's going to be one of those years that's going to be very much kind of like, despite the fact that so much has changed, and in comparison to the summer of last year, my life is vastly different. Like, vastly different. Um, to the point that I look back and go, how can that only have been a year ago? Despite all of that, mm-hmm. so much has yeah, happened. I think if you put your your years side by side, people will be like, holy shit, complete transformation. Completely different person, yeah. completely different yeah. lifestyle, everything. Um, but I think because so much has happened and so much has, has changed, all that sort of change and all that, all that stuff that happens takes a lot of groundwork. Mm. And so I haven't had time to sit and ponder really 
on what's been going on in life. And so 2019 will be, yes, it'll be the year I became a dad, but it will be very much a year, and I feel like I said this last year, very much a year of transition mm-hmm. because it's everything has been about change. Nothing mm-hmm. has been about necessarily achieving something or necessarily moving forward as such, more of kind of like life has just thrown everything up in the air and this 2019 has been everything just kind of landing Mm-hmm. and kind of finding its place so i think when i look back in terms of what were the events of 2019 what were the kind of crucial moments beyond my daughter being born which is an important which thing. is a very important <laughs> yeah i don't, don't want to understate that at all uh, like very very happy but beyond 2019 will be the year my daughter was born yeah. and that is how i will look at 2019 yeah. forever yeah um not just because she's my daughter but just because that is the the defining event mm-hmm. of the year and and actually everything that we found out that we were going to have my daughter the beginning of December 2018 mm-hmm. it is now the end of December 2019 and everything that has happened between then and now has been around my daughter being born, quite mm-hmm. rightly so, mm-hmm. at the expense of everything else, mm-hmm. and quite rightly so. But so then to kind of look back at in 2019 and be like, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, my daughter was born. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of it. Like, I was thinking about obviously doing this episode and thinking like, well, what am I going to really have to talk about? Like, <laughs> I've got lots happened, but yeah. what have I really got to talk about? Yeah. And there's... Not really. A fat I guess. Lot for I me. guess there's one thing people are going to ask or want to know. They'll be like, "Does being a dad change you? Has there been any sort of perspective? Oh, <laughs> fuck me! Does it change you? Has there been any perspective shifts <laughs> in the way you've thought about certain things? So, okay, I'm glad you've asked that because, yeah, the, this is the important stuff, right? So, first of all, becoming a dad has turned me into an utter softy. <laughs> I would be the sort of person, as you well know, that would. Uh, roll my eyes at anything to do with like um idealistic looks on life (laughs) and (laughs) maybe be a bit cynical about all that sort of stuff Mm. um even if i was watching a film like all the mushy stuff i'd be like oh get me the gorgonzola like jesus (laughs) whereas um now like i anything to do with kids on TV or in film, I'm just like, it's so sad. You like crying to Marley and me yeah, and stuff like that. Like, I uh, know I don't think I'll cry to Marley and me because that's about a fucking dog. True. Not a kid. But it's soppy. But it is soppy. I don't. I'd have to watch it again to find. I watched it years ago. You know, you're and gonna, I hate You're gonna send film. me a message and you're gonna be bawling your eyes out. <laughs> it's so emotional. <laughs> um, but I hated Marley and me. I thought it was an awful <clears throat> film. But um. But yeah, it turns turns what me into you, a right What got you crying? Person. What have you cried at lately? Other than anything serious, like any films that have <laughs> set you off? Like, I'm almost embarrassed to say. Go on. So, <laughs> I feel like I have to give some context. No, I don't want the context. <laughs> Go on. Okay, without context, I cried at Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, little Baby Yoda. I cried yeah. at Baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Something that happened or nearly happened to Baby Yoda mm. got me crying. Fair enough. Well, no, uh, no, actually, no. 
I need to backtrack that. I didn't cry. You I nearly cried. Okay. I got a bit tearful and choked up okay. about Baby Yoda. Last time I actually cried was... Um... <laughs> and I sobbed. Like I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't even crying. That loud vocal I sobbing. Yeah. Sobbed at the end of Stranger Things season three. Okay. Have you watched Stranger Things? No, no. Okay, that's fine. So you're not going to really. So hopefully me. people can relate. But yeah, I sobbed, and I don't want to spoil anything. But I think if you watch the end of Stranger Things season three, put yourself in my perspective as a dad. Um, I think you would understand why I sobbed, <laughs> but I absolutely like I was. It was funny though. It was one of those things. I got I got tearful, right, and I got choked up about it. And then um, <laughs> my girlfriend, she um, can sometimes have. Uh, she's sometimes referred to as the ice queen by family members because <laughs> she doesn't cry at things like that. Um, and sometimes she'll mock me because she knows I'm slightly more in touch with my emotional side when I'm watching things because I get invested in it. Um, and she kind of said, um, don't cry. <laughs> and I hadn't even started crying. And then I turned to her and an attempt of mocking myself went, it's so sad. <laughs> but then what happened was, is I just opened the floodgates oh, no. and my body went, it's okay to cry. I'm going to cry. And I was sobbing. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Thankfully, she was the only one who saw it. And thankfully, nobody will know about this story because yeah, I'm not good, telling exactly. it on a podcast or anything. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it makes makes one incredibly emotional. Mm, your hormones um, are all over the place. Hormones are all over the place. <laughs> um, but the other thing as well is, and I know it's a real cliche. It really is a cliche to say it, but it really does give you a whole new perspective on yourself because <clears throat> up until this time last year essentially any of my life choices were about me they were about how things would affect me they were about my future and um any negative consequences would be only affecting me and anybody obviously within that situation whatever mm -hmm. the situation might be whereas now it's like okay i now have to think about her future mm -hmm. with everything that i do um and how that affects her. And the amount, there have been so many times where I've thought about certain things and gone, okay, but what if something terrible happens and how would that affect her? Mm -hmm. That has been my first kind of Oh, that's the question that goes through first. Yeah. That's the first How would that affect yeah. her? Yeah. Um, like even with my acting career now, like me and my agent, we've been having conversations and, I'm very much now pursuing a much more commercial approach to my acting, at least in the short term, because I'm like, if I need, if I want to pursue this acting career, I need to make it worthwhile, not just for me, but also the time that I'm going to be spending away from my daughter, the mm -hmm. time I'm going to be upstairs on the computer, looking at casting breakdowns. I have to make that worthwhile. It can't just be about does that project interest yeah. me i've now got to justify to my daughter in 10 years time when she says oh but you were you know i didn't feel like i saw that much of you if ever she does i hope she mm -hmm. doesn't but let's say it went down that road and i was working my butt off mm -hmm. and then she says you know i never saw you not that i'd ever wanted to go that way but let's say hypothetically speaking at least then i'd be able to turn around and go yes but 
what we got was this we got that we got that we got that we got that and our life is better because of it yeah let's say hypothetically um and equally if i go and do an artistic project it's got to be because it actually will genuinely further my career Mm -hmm. rather than necessarily it being like theoretically it could potentially you know Mm-hmm. any time spent... the losses are not your own now anymore it's like absolutely any time not spe- like even doing this today oh, like yeah you've even been conscious about the time like i've got to get yeah, back and <laughs> i've got to go see my daughter because i've not seen her today and you know and and that's the perspective shift that changes it suddenly becomes about them and the life choices you make are about them um do you think that makes you more sort of like organizing the decision are they kind of because ultimately, are they better decisions to be making? And is that something that people could have that sort of viewpoint? Or you think that's just straight down to once you have a kid, that's it. Now the choices change. Because, I mean, for me, obviously, I look at mm. my partner and I say, okay, my choices do affect her. Yeah. But then maybe is it that to that extreme because it's a child? Or is it that that you wish you maybe had those sort of thought patterns ahead of time, being a bit more picky about how you spend your time? Or did you kind of feel that you could just... Yeah, it's interesting. In some ways, it's quite liberating because it's a case of like I've got to make this work it's like the when you say like old people as well when they're like they got to that point in life where it's like I don't give a fuck I'll just do what I want to do in the way I want to do is that just one step towards sort of like making the just changing the way you think obviously in your 20s it's all all about like people pleasing and making Mm. decisions based on okay I'm going to take this job because it might look good yeah well this is the interesting thing and this is the interesting conversation I've had with myself a few times is are all of these thought processes that I'm going through now, are they thought processes that I would have had anyway in virtue of the fact that I'm now in my 30s? That's what I was trying to get to, basically. <clears throat> because I spent all of two weeks in my 30s where I wasn't a dad. <laughs> I had two weeks in my 30s where I wasn't a dad. I turned 30 and two weeks later my daughter was born. Bloody hell. So how much of this is because I'm now in my 30s and having to be more pragmatic because... Obviously, I can't carry on making something not work mm. um, indefinitely. Although they do I have say to like pivot. there's certain people who live that sort of like is it the bachelor lifestyle for like yeah, their right. 50s and right. then they kind of like start settling because they get some sort of health issue or yeah. something like that. Or yeah. Same. So I think the, that is an interesting question to which I don't really know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it definitely does make you more pragmatic in kind of the views I can't afford now to be idealistic about my career. I have to be practical. Mm-hmm. It has to be about if I do this, am I taking money out of the family's pocket and therefore food off my daughter's table? Because I'm sure you must have a lot of people going to you like, oh, well, I guess the acting's going under there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I publicly put a video out there saying how ridiculous it was that I was having so many people going, so are you still going to be acting? And I've said and gone on record, like, yes, because I don't want to be in a position where twenty in 20 years' time, when my daughter goes to uni and isn't around anymore, let's say she goes to uni, she probably won't, because uni <laughs> will probably be fucked by then. Uh, <laughs> the university uh, culture and everything. But anyway, theoretically speaking, she goes to uni in 20 years' time. And um, then I'm sat at home. And it's just me and my girlfriend and i'm there going i'll be 50 looking back and also looking forward because i'd only be halfway through life going what do i do now i don't want to look back uh, the last 20 years and then go 
I wish I pursued my acting career. Because then I don't want that to affect my relationship with my daughter. Because you get the resent, like, oh, Absolutely. you are the reason why I, I hope I hope that I never would resent. But equally, I think it'd be very easy for that to happen, even subconsciously, even though I might fight it. The last 20 years of my life has mm. been towards becoming a professional actor mm-hmm. um, and building a professional acting career. To then give that up, because I've become a dad, I think is a false economy. Because if I give it up because of my daughter, I'm giving it up because of my daughter, not because I want to. Mm-hmm. And I strongly believe that in order to be selfless, you have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Because if I pursue my acting career because it makes me happy, I know that then. I can focus on making my daughter happy. Whereas if I'm unhappy, how can I possibly be expected mm-hmm. to raise a happy family? Mm-hmm. And also it brings a bad message to her, like you didn't Completely pursue does. the thing that you wanted to Completely pursue. Does. And she'd be like, oh yeah, my dad wanted to be an actor, but he gave that up. And it's kind of like, at least then she goes, oh, my dad had me and he still pursued the thing he wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's been a lot to reflect on this year, for sure. I think, um, in that respect. Um, but actually, one thing that I have definitely found, because January, February time, I phoned my agent and I said, look, I'm going to be a dad. Um, it's, without going into the details, it's even more complicated than it would normally be. For That's why I think people parent. would probably not understand. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm not going to say it because it's yeah, your no, place to no, say. There's, but there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a more complicated situation than um normal parents would experience um and we knew that that would be the case quite early on Mm -hmm. um but so i phoned my agent and i said look i'm out of action pretty much i'm out of action for the entirety of the summer um and in the build-up to the summer i don't want to be involved with any projects that are going to take me away from home for any longer than a week which obviously writes off a lot of projects. Um, And I've equally since said to my agent, I'm going to have to do this month by month and kind of see where I'm at. I'm definitely kind of in it for the long haul, but in the short term, Mm. I need to kind of assess things as we go. At that point, I'd only been signed with my agent for four months, following 12 months out of the industry to go back into training. Mm -hmm. So I've now gone into, I'm now coming up to two years where I haven't been actively, actively pursuing an acting career. I've kind of been cruising along, kind of on semi-hiatus, kind of dip, keeping my toe dipped in the water and my finger on the pulse, but not really actively pushing because of situations of life. Mm-hmm. But what it has definitely proven to me in that time is I've been sitting on the sidelines, watching everything going on around me, which I found incredibly difficult because I do want to push hard. I feel more ready than I have ever felt to really, really push and really go for it. Um, Not least because I now have a daughter Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can and I feel like I'm in a good position to be able to push hard. Mm -hmm. But I'm having to pull my punches because I know I can't commit right now. That's it. Like my networking is kind of, even if I want to go networking, it kind of feels like half-arsed because I'm like, yes, I can network with you, but if you get in contact with me next week because I've freshly networked with you and yeah. you say, I've got a job for you, but it's going to be a month-long job 
in another country, mm. let's say, I can't take it. And so am I better off to even hold off on the networking and just cruise through? But then I'm finding that difficult because I'm chomping at the bit to get back into the industry properly. But what it's proven to me is that I'm definitely in on the right career path because I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the thing I have found hardest about this year is the fact that I've had to put all of that aside and put that on hold. Mm. Um, and that has been my biggest psychological battle. And it's even caused stress in my relationship at times because I'm desperate, but it's all half-assed mm. because I can't. Um, but, but I know I'm, I know for sure I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I guess in some way it's good though because it's going to kind of restrict like where you spend your energy. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you, like you say, putting the punch in the right time on what kind of jobs you decide to go for, what you pursue. But yeah. also, I'm sure it adds a lot to your, your bow in a way in terms of like character building. When you speak to people, mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to be like, okay, that's a bit of a shitty situation, but maybe we can work yeah. around it. And maybe, because I feel like that's it. People are going to be like, okay, like work with what you've got. And they're mm. going to be like, I think, again, I don't see it as sort of such a limiting thing. Yes, your time no, has to be spent yeah. much more wisely than it did yeah. before. But I feel that will just allow you to sort of leave a certain parts of the fluff yes. and actually really laser beam on like, okay, well, this I want to do and this is good. And if it opens up a gap, but I can't do it. But it's Yeah, it's a double-edged sword because, mm. again, it goes back to the not being idealistic, but being practical instead mm. and kind of going, okay, well, that will probably be a waste of my time. And actually, I can't afford to waste that time anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, so now, actually, if it's going to be a waste of my time, then I'm not going to bother. And I have been more picky and I have been working this year and Mm -hmm. i have done bits and pieces here and there but the only work i've done i did a short film for a favor for a friend um did some voiceover didn't you i've done plenty of voiceover Mm. work i've done some corporate work i've done a student film which was paid um so for the first time in my career funnily enough i would say 95 percent of the work that i have done this year as an actor has been paid Mm mm-hmm which is ironic. Yeah. Really. And actually, I've earned this has been as in terms of acting work, this has been one of my best paying years. Ironically. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying. Which begs a lot of questions. So what's the plan for next year? What are you like what's your idealistic sort of way of looking into the new year, obviously um, with the circumstances? So next year next year hopefully circumstances are a little bit different. Um, I'm sure you'll have a bit more structure. There'll, there'll be definitely some be more structure. Restrictions, but I'm... my my kind of plan for next year is to just take control of everything mm-hmm. in a pragmatic kind of way and kind of like get all my things in order, systemize everything I can systemize, get back into routines. I was saying to my girlfriend the other day, I don't think I've meditated for a couple of years. Like. I think I did like last week, like once because I had this day and I was just like, I think I've been having such little sleep mm-hmm. and I was just like, I just need to take these little points where my brain can just switch off. Like yeah. I've been reading all those, that um, there was a book called Indistractable that came out this year and I read it and I was like, that's exactly what I need. And I've like, I've completely done the opposite. I'm like mm. so distracted. Yeah. I feel the same. Like I'm, I'm more switched on. And I, I, it's, it's, that's why I used to, that's again for me when we used to do this podcast, I feel like it's time where you're kind of like present and you're talking yeah. and like for an hour or whatever, half an hour, Able to process the everything. world just shuts itself off. And yeah. I just feel like 
next year I really need to have those sort of block times where I was actually listening to a podcast on the way here and he said it's like you've got to treat your time like you're going to the cinema in the cinema you just sit there and you stare at the screen for three hours yeah. and he's like if you want to get certain things done you've got to have that same approach where your phone goes off everything's switched off and you're just doing one task and as I say like the days just run away from me where they're just mm -hmm. you try you, you think you have a loose plan or you have a certain plan of things you want to do that day and then one thing just throws a spanner in the works and it's like okay yeah. and i'm always pushing duties onto the end of the week and it's like okay well when i get home i'll have three hours get home oh no the washing's got to be mm. done and it's just i think control is probably the same same for both even us, for, yeah. i mean very different circumstances yeah. but it definitely i feels think we like, are very much in a very similar point in our lives i think for different reasons but very much kind of everything that we've built been building towards mm. the last 10 years or the last eight years since we graduated or mm. whatever all of that has is starting to bear fruit yeah but what that creates is um a life of fullness but so full that you need to manage it because yeah. if you don't manage it everything kind of gets lost and like and then it can go back it's like that's what i'm saying those are the you start to bear the fruits whether it's relational yeah whether it's business wise or whatever but you're starting to get like you say you get the fruits of it but if you can't control it and as it grows it gets bigger more yeah. harder to manage but then if you can't control it you lose it all yeah absolutely <laughs> right exactly and it's what is one of the things that like I, i'm having to manage now and i'm finding quite difficult to manage is i now have to find time i have to find time every day in my diary to be with my family mm -hmm. that's like the must and like non-negotiable yeah. that but i really struggle with that because i've been very used to coming home from work and going now do is my is my brain in the mood to do some work is my brain in the mood to sit in front of the telly is my brain in the mood to play some video games I don't have that choice now. Mm -hmm. I have to go home and my first priority has to be whether I'm in the mood for it or not, whether my brain is going, but I'm feeling really productive now. I have to put that aside mm -hmm. and focus on my family for a few hours. Um, so I think to me, I think the obvious thing for me to do this coming year is to then is to be really strict with my schedule. Mm -hmm. Like no fannying about like, this is the hour that I will be doing this. And once that hour is done, no ifs, no buts. I don't care who I'm with. I'm out of there. Mm -hmm. Bye. Like, and equally, even I very much live through my diary. So I very much need to carve in that time in my diary, which is like, this is the time I'll be spending with my family. Mm -hmm. And at that point, my phone goes off. I turn it off. Airplane mode, no emails, no nothing. It's aside. And that's the sort of thing I'm having to really do. Because it's so tempting to be like, oh, let's just see if anything's coming through emails or any new exciting well, castings. I'm, I'm literally getting to the point where I'm like, I might actually buy myself a proper calendar. Because the guy was saying like, sometimes, obviously you've got it on your phone, which is great. Mm. But he was like, sometimes you visually just have to have it constantly in front of you. He's like, yeah. I carry my month in my bag and I can just open up this paper. It's got my full month, mm -hmm. everything's going on. And I think that's so good because there's like, whether it's social things, it's business things, it's whatever has to, so like what it has to go on sometimes i just look at my week and then it's, it's like i've added it to my calendar yeah but i haven't even like looked at what else is well, around I do, that i do every sunday <laughs> i know you're love you love this stuff so you probably do it better than me yeah but every sunday sunday night i'll sit with a cup of tea mm. and i'll open my diary for the week mm. as normally like you probably found that i'd 
when we were doing the podcast on the regular, mm-hmm. I'd always text you on a Sunday yeah. and go, what time are we meeting? Yeah, yeah. Because that would be when I'd be sitting with my diary going, right, what's happening this week? Yeah. And that's something that I've done for a long time. I just plan my week out ahead. Sometimes it won't go to plan, but yeah. I will just kind of carve out all that time yeah. and I'll go, right, I need a few hours here where I'm going to work on some mm. voiceover work. So where am I going to fit that? And I will just juggle my diary around. Mm. Um, but I don't ever look at like the relationship between certain things. Even today, this morning, I was like, well, yesterday we'd booked this two weeks in advance. Uh-huh. And I was like, I might not be able to do it. I've totally uh-huh. forgot that this happens on a Wednesday and managed to juggle some things around. But then even then I was just like, oh, and that's off the back of me like last night doing a, a Christmas pub quiz, which meant I was going to be right. out quite late. And then, yeah. like, and then so I have to, I think the next year I definitely have to have some sort of visual of my week and go, well, is it good to have that meeting? Yeah, you've got Monday, like Tuesday morning free, but you know you're out till late on Monday or you're doing some sort uh-huh. of physical work that's going to exhaust you. And it's like, I just have so to kind of, with yeah, I have to look at the week as a snapshot, not just day by day. Oh, that day is empty. Put it in. Yeah. Yeah, I always Which go. Which I've never been Yeah, I, I either put really. it up on my Mac or I put it up on my iPad, the week view. Mm. I don't do it day by day. I look at the whole week. I very mm. rarely look at day view. Mm. And I just look at the week just so mm-hmm. I can see well actually that day is going to be really really busy mm-hmm. so it's better actually if like sometimes there might be friends being like what day are you free I'm like mm. even then I'm like I'm having to go well I can't do Tuesday night because I won't have seen my girlfriend because I was out Monday night so I can't do Tuesday night mm-hmm. because otherwise I'll be in the doghouse because <laughs> it'll be two nights on the, in a row I haven't spent time with my family. So maybe Wednesday night is the best night. Yeah. And kind of that is how I've always managed my diary is mm-hmm. just looking at that week view and kind of going, okay, how can we? Mm. And I think that's why I always have the feeling of just feel like the week's gone because it's like I've dotted things in because they can, but not because they probably should. And then right. it just goes a bit crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we spent a lot of time talking about my year. Yeah. And, and kind of my reflections on the year. Has, have you, would you say you've particularly changed, had any kind of significant shifts of, of, uh, not personality per se, but (laughs) Mm. shifts of, um, uh, outlook at all? Not, not, not particularly. Like, I feel like, obviously I moved house at the beginning of the year, which was like crazy. I felt like that was like last year, but it was only like this year I moved house. Was it this year? It was the beginning. Yeah, it was right at the beginning of the year. So that, that happened. But then I even said to my partner, I was like, literally... I can't we can probably count on our hands how many times we sat on a sofa together and watched a film or something so like right. even the house is like a halfway home we're both busy as hell mm. she's moved jobs so she's working a lot so it's been a bit of a weird one other than that like i feel business wise we've put a lot of systems in place this year which have been really good but i was i was saying to you earlier like i just feel like every other year i felt like i developed a lot this mm-hmm. year i don't feel i've personally developed a lot like right. not saying you have to like change every single year sure but there's not been any sort of like new insights if anything it's like my 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 brain just goes to like i know when you do the things that you should be doing like reading gymming as much as possible like meditating yeah self-care i feel like my my mood change and that one thing i know my, my business partner said he's like you've got a lot more snappier this year He's like, really? like in terms of like my fuse is shorter or right. I'm a bit more abrupt. And I, and I think that comes down to like, again, time management. When you feel everything's out of control, you have yeah. to just be like, I don't want the shit. Do this or do, don't do that. Like, so you have to be a bit more abrupt. But then I feel like that can't always be a good thing. So like, I feel like the meditation, a little bit more control, a little bit more like the drag's not, the day's not dragging me forward. I'm in control. I feel like mm-hmm. slowly by slowly, your communication gets better 
So like I literally, as I said to you, I bought a load of books that I'm just like, okay, over Christmas, I'm going to restart that habit. I used to read like two books a week, two, three books a week. Right. And like, that's just... Yeah, you did. You that, were a monster. That, yeah. I mean, and I, I used to like it because it, it just freshened my mind up, new thoughts, new ways of thinking. And I think like, um, like I feel like with, with all the things I've achieved, it was because of those things in the background. And I feel like you can't ever get complacent and go, well, I've got this now. I'll stop all the habits that yeah. I feel got me there. Yeah. And I think I bought one of the books recently. I saw the title is like, what got you here won't get you there. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of this idea of like how, how you continue, how, how being successful, but how do you continue to be successful whilst you've got something? And it's kind of like, I feel like that really sums up like how my thinking is. It's like, yes, I have something and I'm happy with it and it's doing well, but like that doesn't guarantee mm. a continual um reward basically like yeah you've got to keep growing there's a there's a book that i've been thinking of getting i think it's cal newport i might be wrong mm. um is that no book? i don't think it is cal newport cal newport's the one about the morning rituals isn't it mm, i think so i can't remember i don't think it is cal newport now that i've said it out loud um but how, it's how uh Elrod? no no <laughs> i can't remember who it is but it's um I'm pretty sure the book's called Digital Minimalism. Okay. Which I think you might find interesting. Yeah. I listened to him on this podcast, Focus, that mm-hmm. I told you about. Um, and it's this idea of being a minimalist on your phone, essentially. And mm. this idea of like infinity pools and things like that. Infinity pools being something like Twitter, where there is so much content, it is impossible for you to consume mm. it all. Mm-hmm. And so you can just spend hours mm. if you really wanted to. You could spend hours on yeah. Twitter, and just all that time would just disappear. I literally don't even watch like YouTube. Anymore. I can't remember the last time I watched a Gary Vee video. No, me neither. I, just, like, I listen to the podcast, and that's I. I don't even do that. Like I've even podcasted just about listen to. Literally, mm. like podcasts have dropped away. YouTube has dropped away. So I'm going to ask a question. Yeah, and I hope you don't take it the wrong way, <laughs> because I remember. Yeah having a conversation with you when before what the pitter launched mm-hmm. because you had a wonderfully balanced lifestyle yeah like wonderfully balanced lifestyle mm-hmm. the envy of everyone <laughs> because you were doing all of your um video work video stuff. work your digital content production we're playing everything. tennis in the afternoon we're, exactly right got time for the gym yeah go sunbathe now <laughs> there's no doubt that your business has been very very successful mm-hmm do you think because i said to you like you may be giving up that yeah perfectly balanced lifestyle do you think what you have now is worth the sacrifice i definitely think it is uh long term yeah short term i think with any business you know you've just got to bust your gut and like when i think about even like the business this year how much i've actually probably worked in the shops is minimal yeah like we've just got to a point now where like it's quite annoying actually like i hate admin but my job a lot of the time is a lot of admin and sure. kind of just chasing things up and again now we, we again as you grow you go okay well mm. like we've we've got my little sister to help out of a few admin bits because i was just like i've got so much admin i'm like and i do feel like as a business person if you're the one pushing the business forward like your your thoughts and your way of thinking should be on vision and what's next like what's next like how do we grow or how do i Mm. spot a problem in the business to start improving yeah if i'm paying invoices or if i'm chasing this and Mm -hmm. i don't know the bins didn't get collected or something like that so it's like i think it's like my mental bandwidth is in the wrong places and so yeah well that's why that's why i asked because because you again you had such a great lifestyle like everybody was 
I can't lie. You were the my, envy my, of my lifestyle is still a great lifestyle. Like the social sure, of my lifestyle sure. is great. And the it is. balance is not. That's, that's, why, that's the main thing. But like then, I was just listening to you saying to your girlfriend about the last time that you sat yeah. on a sofa together and I thought yeah. I'm is like, that worth it? I was like literally like Christmas, we put the Christmas tree up last weekend. That was the first night in like ages that we just went Christmas tree's gone up, let's watch a Christmas movie. And that was like, I don't know, that might be like two weeks ago. And I said to her, I was like, do you know how cozy that night felt just uh-huh. sitting on the sofa with the Christmas tree on and watching yeah. Christmas films? I'm like, it's now nearly Christmas and we've not done that again since. Right. And I was just like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, how have we not done that? And because social things come up. And so I just know that I have to feel next year like... I mean, this time of year is a challenge anyway. Right? It is, it is. But I feel like I could definitely say my whole year has, has been, been like that. pretty much like that, where it's just like... so crazy (laughs) so what do you what do you do i think for me i just need to figure out what are the things that are like heavily draining of time which is why i pulled my sister in touch with the admin also opening up a shop just before christmas is never never fun and that was a whole stress in itself but we (laughs) we turned it around in three weeks or so so that was like crazy and so that's another issue and then that comes with a new social media channel and Mm. whatever else and so in some ways it's two separate businesses so then it's like now okay they both have the business have doubled your workload. Yeah, doubled the workload in some ways. There's two of the same problems, but then again, it's just down to like delegating well. Systems need to be in place. Um, I do feel like probably a lot of the year again is that thing where you're not in control when you're just running through the motions. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the stuff that took time could have been resolved if it was controlled. Mm-hmm. So like actually, there could have been things that happened that saved those times, and so next year i feel like it's just like really seriously planning out like thinking before because when you're like stressed you're just reacting you're going from one thing to the other yeah and so my brain has to be like okay let's think about is that the right thing like when i had to rush in this morning like did i really like could i delegate that could i pass it on so it's those sort of things and i just feel like i just gonna really really go into the year trying to be super conscious of my time and also just going like saying to myself actually gem those things that you do, whether it's meditating, going to the gym, yes, they take time, but they're the priority because they give me clarity for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't go, okay, well, it's that kind of thing where people say like, pay yourself first. Yeah. I feel like you yeah. can pay yourself first physically, emotionally. Well, I always think as well. I always think of the word uh, priority because I've been, I've had many employees, employers, sorry, that will, um, managers that will come into the workplace and go so this is a priority today you go okay yep no problem oh also this is a priority today yep sure no problem this is a priority too and i also need you to sort that out as a priority and you go well if everything's a fucking priority mm-hmm. nothing's a fucking priority yeah and the thing about priority if you actually look at the if you break it down priority is the important thing that you do before you do anything else mm-hmm and so I always think about that when, I, when I'm when i going into my day. And I always, th- much in the kind of pay yourself first, I always am thinking, particularly the days that I'm going into the day job, am I putting the things that aren't important to me first? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not looking after my priorities first, then whose priorities am I looking after? Mm-hmm. And if I, and this is why, it's why I hate the nine to five system, I think that actually a healthier thing would be if businesses operated from 12 to 8. Mm. Because if business operated from 12 to 8, if those were the standard working hours, then the hours between 9 to 12 would allow the individual 
to get their own shit in order first yeah. and have and start the day with a successful yeah, yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why people get up at 5am and get stuff done Yeah, because they're going, right, I'm going to sort all my shit out first. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time nine o'clock comes, I've already won I've, the day. I've won yeah. the day. Yeah, Anything yeah. else is extra. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I do look at things that way now, particularly now that I've got a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, this season is always difficult to get up early anyway, because even at eight o'clock in the morning, it's pitch black outside. Uh, I can't wait for the winter solstice to come along <laughs> and for the kind yeah. of light mornings to come back in. But um, but I do look at things that way and kind of go, okay, how can I make sure that the first things I do in the day mm-hmm. are what are important to me and not important mm-hmm. to someone else? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a good approach just because then you know you've won the day. But also, I've also been like, I know we say, oh, it's stress, oh, it's hard. It's like, but actually, we're both very, like, lucky. And I'm always Mm. so grateful. And I say to Lisa, when she sees me, like, running out the door in the morning. Yeah. I always just say, yes, but we've got this life. And, like, it's a fucking good life. Like, we live well. Like, it's hard. It's a struggle. But overall, we live well. You've got a daughter now. You live well. You've got someone to love. You live well. Yeah, and so I have absolutely. to, when shit hits the fan and I feel stressed, I just have to go. And I feel like that's probably years of before that where it, I have got that breath in between. It's kind of probably like Eckhart Tolle yeah. of like just being able to take a pause before the emotion of I'm stressed or I'm overworked to go, yeah, but this is kind of nice, really. Like, yeah. it's only the emotion of it is that it's yeah. stressful, but actually... I love it. <laughs> it's it's really interesting, isn't it? How I I've spent. In fact, in fact, I think this might be an, a good way to kind of seg segue, mm-hmm. because not only are we the end of a year, but this year is also the end of a decade. Mm-hmm. And the reason I segue now is because I, much like you've just said, I've spent a lot of time the last twelve months looking back at the amount of work that I have done, but obviously also you as well have done on ourselves mm-hmm. as individuals, looking back at, you know, all the quote unquote self helpy stuff, mm-hmm. um, all of the personal development stuff mm-hmm. and how much actually all of that, much like we were saying earlier, has started to bear fruit and how much it's all coming to the forefront and it's so utterly thoroughly in, in, um, ingrained in our personalities. Because I don't think, first of all, that had I not been through all of that, mm-hmm. I first of all don't think my daughter would be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have um, not necessarily not met my girlfriend, but I don't think me and my girlfriend would be together. Um, if all of that journey hadn't happened, so I wouldn't have my family. Mm-hmm. I also feel as though I wouldn't have the grit to pursue the career that I'm pursuing to the extent that I'm pursuing it and to still be here because <clears throat> I'm eight years into my career and to be blunt and honest, fuck all's happened really. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at people that are three, four years into their career and stuff's happening for them. And I'm here going, I don't know what I've done wrong. Well, I do know what I've done wrong, but equally Mm. like, why is it happening for them? Why is it not happening for me? And it'd be very easy for me to kind of go, okay, well, you know, blame this, blame that, blame this. Whereas actually 
I have the wherewithal and the self-awareness, I think, to sit there and go, okay, what can I do different? Mm-hmm. Um, and equally, all of the stuff that is going on in my private life surrounding uh, my daughter and everything, I have the mental capacity to not be bogged down by it, mm. to stay positive about it. To mm. Like, I had this very strange thing, and I had a conversation with a good friend of mine in a pub about three days before my daughter was born, and I said... Um, I said, I feel like everybody's telling me that I, and obviously not directly, but implying through how difficult being a parent is that I shouldn't be ready. I said, but I don't, I don't see it as that complicated. Hmm. Like, I don't understand why it's such a, life-shattering event yeah, yeah. <laughs> to become a parent and i don't understand why everybody's saying to me well you're not going to have any time for yourself you're not going to have any time for this you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to be able to do that like i've been saying i want to go get back down to the gym and oh well, good luck having time to go to the gym and i'm like <laughs> i understand there are logistic problems but I just don't understand this kind of attitude of, well, your whole life's over now mm-hmm. because you're a, you're a parent. Things have got to change, sure. And I've got to take that on board, yes. And um, my friend said to me, he said, I, I, think, I don't think it's that, um, I don't think it's that you're not ready. Because I was wor- worried. I was like, am I going to have a rude awakening that this <laughs> child is going to arrive and I'm just going to be so unprepared yeah. that my life is going to turn upside down? Yeah. And he said, actually, no, I think it's the opposite. He said, I think you're so ready that actually you're not concerned in a good way, not in a kind of deluded kind of way, but actually you've got enough of your own shit together anyway that it's not a scarier prospect. Um, and that's all the result of, I think, everything that we've done. Because mm-hmm. even people have been saying to me, like, how's things with Wayne? I'm like, well, it's kind of weird. I see him and he's in good spirits and mm. everything's going well and he seems fairly happy. And yeah. I've seen you a lot more stressed in the past than you in, hadn't in, had a kid yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and in, in much easier situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's all kind of the compound effect of everything mm-hmm. that we've talked about on this podcast for the last four or five years. Yeah. And all of the stuff that conversations we've had in private as well and all of the stuff that we've been reading and all of the content that we've consumed over the last few years. Yeah. It has gone in and it's gone in to a subconscious level, Yeah, I think. That's what I think what you said there is that grit. It's kind of like I think we've ingrained in ourselves. like, And I think we've got the same thing when we message, when we do talks or anything like that. It's like we'll figure it out. It's always like there might be something that seems tough or even with me in business now, like mm. there's problems. I'm just like, my brain just goes, it will sort itself out. It will figure itself yeah. out. We will find the answer. It will come. And I yeah. think that is that grit. And I just, when you was talking earlier, I was just like in my head, imagining like watching that 10 years worth of like highlight videos of with the headset in my room, in the forest, going like walking in the forest. When you just go for talks, like a talk in the forest or having our coffee in the morning. And it's kind mm. of like, so many things over the years like you say like our characters have fully developed through this podcast in some way Mm. and i feel like where people say your 20s is where you kind of like your 
throwing stuff at the wall and you're figuring yourself yeah. out. I still know we're going to, if we were talking in, when we're 40, we'll look back and go, how we thought our oh, 30 was a bit different. Yeah. Like, look at how your brain might think. I just feel like you should. we should also keep that sort of mentality of our 20s where we're willing to be open and don't just kind of suddenly solidify a personality and now sit on that way of thinking right. for the next 30 years. I, yeah. I want to make sure that you're. We're, we're continuing to push ourselves. And again, it's not... I think as well, like with business and stuff, like people go, oh, what do you want to do next year? I'm like, yeah, I would like to open up another, what a bit of shop. I'd like to open, open up another shop. Like it's not, I'm not doing it anymore because like people go, when, when's enough? Like, when do you stop? When do you sell? When I'm like, ultimately, I just want to give myself challenges. Like, yeah. I feel like you have to make it hard, but not too hard that like the stuff in your life yeah. falls apart. Yeah. But I feel like I'm happy when I come home and feel proud that I've yeah. done something. And like, do you know what? I, I've thought about this so many times sitting on the tube because I'm like, you know, I'm going to go home now. And yeah, I need to spend time with my family. But also, I'm not just going home and my work day's over. Like, I'm going home and I've got ambition. And I want to pursue stuff and I want to move things forward. And then I look at a lot of people sat on the tube at six o'clock in the evening. And they're checked out. Their day is over. They're going to go home. They're going to sit in front of the telly, have something to eat. Sit in front of the telly for a few hours. Maybe sit on their phone for a few hours. Chat with their significant others and go to bed. And then they're going to get up the next day going to do the same thing again and maybe in a year's time discuss a promotion and i just think that that's a very sad existence and i think i would rather have challenges to push myself with and and a little bit of adversity and that ambition and the kind of challenge to get to that that's not to say these people don't have ambition they have ambition in a very kind of nine to five kind of way i think a lot of them which is very much like i will leave my work at work Mm -hmm. um and i just don't i don't want to cruise through life and i don't want to spend six seven years doing the same job Mm -hmm. only to go fuck where did those six seven years go Mm -hmm. that's what when you just said that it literally went through my brain it was like that's when I know what when like with my business that I'm not in control when it starts to feel like a nine to five, mm. but also worse because my business. So it's more of like a nine till 10. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like that where I feel like, oh, I actually do have to be fully like I'm present with my business, but I don't want to be present in the way of just the, the groundwork, like the stuff yeah, that can be done elsewhere. It shouldn't. It, it's not the way it should excite you. Yeah. And should... if it doesn't excite you, it shouldn't be part of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so the last decade then mm-hmm. has it lived up to expectations i don't think you could ever expect <laughs> from anything i don't think there's uh-huh. i never had expectations i always said that like i know how i wanted to live and i still don't think i'm that far away from like like you say with my lifestyle i still go to the gym i still eat what i want to eat i still i still try to learn as much as possible not as much i'd probably want to but that will come so yeah really it has i'm just happy like again it's more down to like health happiness partners friendships Mm -hmm. pursuing something ambitious i look at like the maslow's hierarchy of needs and i feel like i'm pretty satisfied and i'm sure that will lead me on to having a child and that being the next phase of my life and Mm -hmm. that will probably come in a year or two so it's just onwards and upwards really like i literally cannot complain like i'm fully grateful for Uh what i have and i'm happy and i'll if I look back at, I don't know if I mentioned to you that I found like one of my old 
notebooks which kind of had it was when i was living at with my mum's with my yeah and it had like what i wanted or what i needed to get my first mortgage and how much i'd like to be earning myself and i looked at that number and how it was all broke down and i was like i've smash this mm -hmm. like i look at that time i thought you know what my life would be incredible like i would be living the dream life if i could hit that number in that yeah. notepad that i wrote down and then i looked i found it and i was like it was funny just looking at it and being like oh my god like you've smashed that yeah like it was there it was a yeah. target and i've just gone way past it and not that the monetariness of it matters so much but it was just like at my time where i was my my brain thought you know that would be you'd make it if you got this or you had this uh -huh. and you had your mortgage yeah. and now it's just like new 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 goals new challenges so it just changes now it's more my, my goals are more about what pushes me yeah not more about like oh can i get a nice car then yeah. have a car like as it, <laughs> it, it, it is interesting i think when you write those things down how much that goes in mm, scary <laughs> and i don't think sometimes we realize how much it goes in mm -hmm. and I used to hear people when I first started going down the personal development route and all that sort of stuff, people going, just write down your goals. I thought, for fuck's sake. Like, really? Like, how is that even going to possibly do anything? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't believe in, like, the secret and all that shit. I think it's a load of bollocks. Um, but there is certainly something to be said for putting a seed into your subconscious, mm -hmm. um, which is what that does. I, myself, uh, about 18 months ago, wrote um, it's this little spreadsheet I've got. There's five, six columns of it, like which are like um, relationships, money, career, art, giving, something like that. Those sorts of themes. <laughs> those sort of wanky things, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and for each of those, I had where I'm currently at. Then I went to where I'd like to be in five years' time. And between that, the remaining four years, I basically reverse-engineered where I want to be in five years' time and like backtracked mm -hmm. to kind of go, right, in one year's time, therefore, I have to do this. I have to do that. Now, the career side of things, because of how the last mm -hmm. 12 months have played out, have obviously kind of gone to the sideline. A lot of the financial stuff has been ticked. A lot of the relationship stuff has been ticked. Like, and I'm not even talking for the first year. I'm talking year five. Mm -hmm. Like, I have gone from year zero, bypassed years one, two, three, and four, and gone straight to year five in terms of, like, things that I've ticked off. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I had done that, like, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So I could look back and go, how much have I achieved? Because I, I feel like I'm in a very fortunate situation where two years ago, like all of those different columns would be columns where I was fairly unsatisfied with where I was. Mm -hmm. Like money wise, the money was a stress. Uh, relationships were a stress. Um, experiences that I have were a stress. My ability to give back a stress. My lack of career movement a uh, stress mm -hmm. like all of it induced worry to some level because i hadn't felt like i'd achieved whereas now fast forward two years or 12 months or whatever i'm now in a position where i'm like like yes i have to maintain 
the relationships and my family and I have to look after that. I can't just kind of go, yeah, that's done. Like I've ticked that <laughs> off. Like I don't need to worry about that. But equally, those things are ticked off of the, the bucket list, if you will. Mm. And now it's like, right, I have to nurture that and I have to make sure that that's all working fine. Mm. But that's now not that that's a reality as opposed to an ambition mm-hmm. like that is part of my life as a part as opposed to something i'd hope to be part of my life i don't have to strive for that now i have to just make sure that i'm keeping my my girlfriend happy my daughter happy my stepdaughter happy like i have to focus on their happiness mm-hmm. rather than obtaining something mm-hmm. so now it's like right well what else can i obtain like that's like a plate that's nicely spinning and really like kind of pop it on the machine and that will keep spinning and I can kind of go through the motions to some degree um, whilst also making sure that I am kind of putting into it but it's not like I've, I've gone past the point of inertia if you will like that plane has taken off all I have to do is keep it in the air whereas the career I'm still trying to it's still on the runway and I still yeah. have to kind of and so now I don't have to worry about that side the relationship side that's one that's kind of in the air what's the next plane to get in the air like finances if i sort that out will that then feed into my career and and being in that position is a lot nicer than kind of feeling like i don't have anything in order i don't have anything in control Mm -hmm. um i think if i was to go back to 2010 or 2009 me and say this is 10 years time. How happy would you feel? I think I'd be disappointed in my career, but I think that would be out of naivety rather than necessarily not feeling like I've achieved. Cause I think I've achieved just not in the way that, that most people would expect one to achieve. I'm dissatisfied with my career, but I'm not, um, I'm not defeated by my career, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I feel like I know that if I look back on the last 10 years, I made a lot of mistakes. The first two years, I didn't really put into me as an actor. I put into me as a theatre producer, essentially. So that's of the eight years of being out of uni. That's two downs. So we're down to six. The last two years, as we've just discussed, I wasn't really in it. So really, I've only actually put four years into being an actor since I graduated. And when I look at it that way, I'm like, well, yeah, of course you've not achieved much. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy in terms of where I'm at. Um, the next 10 years, I know you said you don't do expectations, but any? Um, I just hope, I will definitely, obviously I want children myself. That would be a new phase of life. Um, hope that the business is flourishing, doing well still. I'm super proud to be able to give people jobs as well. So that's an incredible feeling. Mm. Um, yeah relationships I've, again I feel like not that I feel like you've sussed it out it's kind of like what you said there it's like the planes are in the air like I've got experience in certain things of like okay I've been in a relationship a long time I know what it takes to keep a plane in the air like and I know I've got to keep doing those things in the yeah. same I know what keeps me healthy and happy I've got to keep doing those things I know I like challenges how do I keep challenging myself so it's it's more about like again i just feel like life is not always about the goals it's about sustaining the things that you know yeah. make you happy and it's not always like a new exciting thing it's actually being able to sustain which is like just keep going at those certain things yeah. so 
for me, like if I, if I get 10 years ahead, it doesn't, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, wow, I've got another 10 shops and I've got <laughs> yeah. a bigger house with a couple more rooms. It'll be more like the things that matter, like having mm-hmm. a child and actually still being proud of my relationship and happy and satisfied uh-huh. and maybe having a few more new experiences of travel and things like that. So it's not like I'm not going to plan out what that 10 years looks like. I just mm-hmm. hope I'm here and healthy and happy yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone around me is healthy and happy as well, really. And conversely, if you were to, to go the other way, if you were to have a conversation with 19, 20-year-old Jem. Yeah. I think he would be very proud of how I am now. I'm but what, definitely... would, what would you say to him? What would I say to him? Knowing what you know now about the next 10 years of 20-year-old Jem's life. I would just be like, I, I know you're tenacious. I know you'll work your bollocks off and I know you'll do it. And I knew... It was inevitable. Like I knew no one would work like me. No one had, Mm -hmm. like I knew I would get what I want and I'll always get what I want. I just know I'm going to do it because I feel like I'm willing to like push myself to a mad extreme. So it's more, I would just say to him like chill, like it's not terrible. Like it feels like why are you doing this and you're in your room and you're sharing with your brother and you've got this massive ambition or you want, you don't really know what you want to focus on. Like I remember just not knowing like where do I go all in? I just mm-hmm. remember being like, I've got so many options. I don't know which one. Yeah. And it was finally just being able to be like, okay, I've got something. Focus on it. Go for it. Like, I do not doubt one bit. If I had nothing else going on, I was like, right away. And the, the podcast is the thing we're going to make. That's why. But again, it was different. You went, your goals weren't to like make the podcast the thing that makes you your money. Yeah. Yeah. Like if for me, that was the thing. I feel like I would have made it the thing. Yeah. And there's certain like aspects of it. It, it just something had to click that became the thing that I really went all in on. Yeah. And at that time, I just didn't know. And I was just kind of like, do I go like... Even now, I think, well, if I lost a business, I'd probably go down the social media marketing. Mm. Would I just make an agency? And I feel, well, that would become the thing. And so, yeah, I would just be like, I, I knew it, it was going to have bear some fruit. And it's bared some fruit. I know I can continue to keep pushing. But, like, again, it's never for, like, an outcome. It's just, like, yeah. every year that I'm, like, oh, I lived on my terms. Like, I said that, like, last year, the year before when we did the podcast. It's, like every extra year I get on my own terms I'm just like it's I'm win. fucking proud of that like yeah. that really means a lot to me because yeah. I'm like yeah I and I still had to wake up early today but it was for me yes and so yeah. that is like that's so rewarding I think that's why a lot of like entrepreneurs do what they do because yeah, yeah. of that self-control well it's why like oh yeah I mean just thinking about it actually one thing that was a big deal for me actually thinking about it which has just popped into my head as I was about to say what I was about to say this year is the first year that I have been... The last six months of my life, all of my income has been through self-employment. Mm-hmm. And pretty much on your own terms, because you do get to control quite a lot of it, Yeah, right? I mean, to be fair, yeah, I do get quite a bit of control. I can turn around to... I mean, let's not, you know, uh, make it out to be something that it's not. I do still have a day job and a main employer, but they employ me on a self-employed basis yeah, but you've got flexibility and i have flexibility and yeah. i am kind of somewhere but be- somewhere between a freelancer and a employee mm-hmm. so it's not quite mm-hmm. the freelance lifestyle that some would think it is but the earnings themselves are from self-employment i can turn around to my boss and say i'm not coming in tomorrow because i have this project i need to work on mm-hmm. um and i do have a lot of autonomy in that role um but now i'm not on paye i am my own business now 
um i operate as my own business um but yeah i going back to what you were saying about living on your terms like one of the next things for me is now to transition from it being 100% self-employment to now it being about 100% acting work which is by definition self-employment transitioning mm-hmm. that self-employment in mm-hmm. any form mm-hmm. into self-employment in what i want it to be in mm-hmm. um but yeah the reason that a lot of entrepreneurs do that is so that they can live life on their terms so that when they get up, have to get up at 5 a.m it's because they have chosen that lifestyle mm-hmm. rather than it be dictated to them by whoever their employee employer is at the time mm-hmm. um yeah cool should we uh, wrap things up? I think we should. We've been going for just over an hour. Yeah. Um, Is there any last things you wanted to get Trying to get think if chest? there's anything else that needs to be said. This is a, a much less structured kind of end of year review than, than we'd normally do. We've kind of covered themes. We both kind of said control, didn't we? Yeah, I think That's definitely kind of control our... is definitely going to be the one for the, ne- um, the new year. Uh, what was the... What the I guess people were always going to be questioning whether... The podcast could ever return. Yeah, well, I did. I did kind of think of whether or not to raise that question, <laughs> uh, but now that you've raised it, I don't have to raise it. Um, <laughs> but what's your feeling? Um, again, I, I love doing these. It does force me. The good thing about the podcasting was it made me have to keep learning because mm-hmm. I want to. I want us to share value. I think anyone that has been a sort of listener of us for long enough probably comes to us to hear our stories. I feel like a lot of people can relate to our life stages mm-hmm. and probably a lot of people have actually grown up and gone through their life stages with the podcast yeah, at the same sort of completely. time yeah so um but at the same time we also want to make sure that whatever we're learning we're passing on because mm-hmm. it helps um i'm not going to say like yes we're going to commit to something yeah i mean i'd love to be able to do something a little bit more consistent like me and wayne still do talks at the universities and i feel like in ourselves we've got a lot more confident in delivering those mm-hmm. um so I wouldn't say no. It's just probably again, if if our control and our scheduling allows, allows for it, it, yeah, then I think there's no reason why not. Yeah, it might not be on a weekly basis. It might be a monthly episode. Um, again, what that contains and how, what it's about, who yeah. knows? Maybe it is just the ramblings of two people in their early thirties <laughs> and what yeah. they're trying to achieve. I don't know. Yeah, but ultimately we enjoy doing it, and mm. it's something that um. Yeah, I'm not going to say no to it. If if schedule allows, I, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. So it's just down to that, really. Yeah, I think, I think I'm kind of in the same phase. Um, I, as I said at the top of the show, I didn't realise you hadn't put that episode out because yeah. of the <laughs> finality of it. Um, but I think, provided that, as you say, we're able to, I think mm. we will. And I, and I think as but well, just not, certainly won't be on a weekly basis. I know what we talk about is challenges that people go through. And I never, I mean, we've done it before here and there. We've made business the core of the podcast. But I think at times and then millennial stories and news stories. But I think what really matters is like the humanity yeah. underneath it all. It is, and I think at the other, on the other side, if it's, if it's a new dad who's listening and feels like, okay, great, I can still pursue something. Or it's a business person that, is doing business in a good way and mm. feels proud of it and actually has challenges and wants to know that actually, yeah, me too. I do sometimes feel a bit out of control, out of my depth, yeah. but I still plug on and I feel like I'm doing it for the right reasons. Who knows? Like I, I don't, it's very, very hard to kind of like label on niche ourselves into sure. a podcast. And I think 
that's why powerful nonsense was such a weird beast because it was we never really knew it was so hard to quantify it wasn't it? yeah it it was hard to say what it stands for and i don't know we don't know what it is and what it could become so yeah we'll just have to wait and see yeah (sighs) 30s (laughs) yep we're in there hashtag hashtag adulting adulting is that what a podcast new one's going to become powerful nonsense adult of it adult edition edition. (laughs) it's a bit different (laughs) cool so let's wrap this up let's um i suppose subscribe right people will be like what am i subscribing to well yeah what are you subscribing to uh it's a good question the ramblings of two thirty. don't know when the next episode will be going out but i suppose that's a reason to subscribe right because we don't know exactly so if you subscribe at least you will find out when it goes out it'll be a pleasant surprise when it pops up yeah. And it's the end episode that Gem didn't release last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening for the last five or so years. Mm-hmm. It's five years, right? Something like that. Um, and if you have any ideas for where you think this podcast could go, yeah. that would also be quite interesting. Because it's gone through a lot of um, kind of. Uh, incarnations shall we say of like changes and changes of focus and things so even if you just want to listen to the two of us sit and chat for an hour that's fine we um, don't mind being your ear, ear candy floss <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah if you have any ideas hit us up wayne at powerfulnonsense.com gem at powerfulnonsense.com let's hope the emails are still up and running that's what i was just thinking as i was saying it, i was <laughs> I'm like i'm pretty sure they are like, Do the, the website's still, still up running yeah, I, I don't know if they've been updated running. in a while but yeah the website's not been updated. you can definitely get through to us yeah or tweet us or hit me up on instagram yeah we're Powerful on there underscore nonsense yeah sweet all right let's Lovely. sign off christmas yes have a good one yes merry, merry christmas. christmas oh jinx and a happy new year <laughs> yeah New decade. Woo! Lovely. All right. See you later. Bye.